0: Doses of Mental Health May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Over the years, there has been an increased amount of attention to address mental health. How do we define mental health? What is mental wealth? With the varying severities of mental health, it can unfortunately lead to issues becoming siloed and divided. One way of addressing mental health across the spectrum is by looking at how everyone can add doses of it to their daily lives. I am your host, Andrew J. Schreier, and this podcast is a follow-up to the book I wrote called Addiction and Recovery. I am an independent clinical supervisor, clinical substance abuse counselor, and licensed professional counselor in the state of Wisconsin. In this profession, the opportunity to learn and become educated is never short, and the ongoing venture of gaining wisdom to help others is definitely a passion I possess. This is where I get to share that information with you and invite guests to share their experience and work. In this podcast, we discuss issues related to addiction, recovery, mental health, counseling, treatment, and several other areas. We discuss alcohol, drugs, gambling, gaming, pornography, and other behaviors that impacts the lives of people I work with, the individuals in their lives, and the community as well. Listen as we talk about these issues because when we don't talk about them, and the silence grows, the worse it becomes. Talking about them continues to bring them into the light, which is our best way of addressing these issues and ultimately helping those who are impacted. You can find the podcast on social media with Instagram at Talking Addiction and Recovery and Facebook page with Talking Addiction and Recovery Podcast. You can send emails to ask questions, provide feedback, or inquire about being a guest at Talking Addiction and Recovery at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning into the podcast, and with every episode you listen to, I hope you walk away learning something. So we are in mid-May, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Did you know it started in the United States back in 1949? Is that striking to anyone else at all? Is that kind of weird to think about how we've recently been talking about the need to address mental health more recently, but this awareness campaign for the month of May has been going on for 73 years. It seems like there have been some people, and I'm sure a lot of people, who have not only been recognizing the importance of mental health, but have been talking to us about needing to increase its awareness for quite a few years. So, special shout out to those voices who helped continue to make that possible, and Mental Health Awareness Month was started by the Mental Health America organization. What they do is each year around uh, mid-March, they start to release a toolkit of materials to you know, guide people and prepare for outreach activities during this month in May. And during the month of May, um, the Mental Health of America, its affiliates and other organizations interested in mental health do a number of activities which are based on a different theme each year. This year's theme, by the way, is Back to Basics, with the goal of providing foundational knowledge about mental health and information about what people can do if their mental health is a concern to them. And I really like the theme for this year because I believe what this episode is going to focus on can be about bringing it back to the basics with getting small doses of mental health into our Daily lives, and there are often two ways of looking at mental health overall in general. One of the ways is when we look at like mental health disorder, and the you kind of like mental health by definition of the DSM 5. So, as a therapist, one of the first things that comes to mind. In relation to mental health, is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. We're on the fifth edition currently. And the, the DSM 5 is a publication by the American Psychiatric Association for the classification of mental disorders using a common language and like standard criteria, mainly used by the US. And it's used by um, a variety of people. And agencies, companies, you know, systems, policymakers, uh, mental health professionals use the manual to determine and help communicate a patient's diagnosis after an official evaluation. And it's used in in healthcare settings. It's used in um, private practice settings, hospitals, clinics, all sorts of things. Um, for this, I think often mental health gets like an immediate response or reaction as being something negative. You know, we think of it in terms of a, a crisis or a disorder. Um, and in fact, it's still a very common thing for mental health to be stigmatized. You know, we think mental health and someone must have a, a problem or they're not right in the head or they have emotional problems. And I, I talked about this in episode 61, which was addressing stigmas towards mental health and counseling. And the difference between how we treat someone with a physical illness in comparison to a mental illness. With mental, it usually becomes the individual gets blamed. With physical, the individual gets cared for. With mental, the individual is told to get over it. And with physical, it's more of the individual is told they'll be supported throughout it. The Mental is um areas the individual is told to stop attention seeking while when it comes to physical, the individual is told i'm I'm here for you if you need anything um mental is the individual is told it's a it's a choice you're choosing to be this way physical the individual is often told it can happen to anyone sort of this is what happened to you so for a lot of issues related to mental health it is often in relation to disorders and concerns crisis and we look at that going on now with the the need for you know more mental health services more mental health awareness prevention education treatment resources with you know the the pandemic going on that that shed a light on the need for you know, more attention for mental health. And it was in that that context of look at what's happened to people as a result. Look at what people have gone through. So once again, there's more of that we need attention for because of what people are experiencing as a crisis or a concern. The other way of viewing mental health is more of like a mental wealth. I think people kind of look at it as similar to physical health and taking care of it, you know, such as like going to a therapist, just like someone can take care of their physical health, like going to the gym or a personal trainer. We think of being mentally strong, that term mental wealth or even mental toughness. I remind myself often that the brain is a body part, you know, the brain is a complex organ that. Controls, you know, thoughts, you know, memory, emotion, uh, motor skills, vision, um, you know, hunger, and all the the processes that that regulates our body. And at times, we kind of forget to look at our brain like that. You know, and in comparing it to physical health, um, you know, I look at that's you know, we do something like physical exercise to take care of our physical health. You know, we do things to keep our bodies in shape. Uh, to get fit to build strength to keep it moving and kind of conditioning it really and for what the goal of achieving or maintaining a, a healthy state right so we why do we look at our our brain as any different so we we do things to keep our mind you know sharp or we do our things to keep our minds in check and so some of us look at it as Mental wealth and, and mental toughness. Mental health, it, it, when you look at the, the wealth aspect of it, you look at it, it it's helping becoming more resilient. You know, and you're increasing your overall emotional and mental well being. You can cope with things and manage things without it having an impact um, in your life in any negative way. The problem that this is really going to focus on is that simply viewing mental health in these two areas is it becomes both extreme sides of the issue, really. We either look at it in the crisis and disorder silo, which is often met with concern, or we we look at it in the wealth silo, which is often met with, you know, we're good to me. That creates a lot of opportunity for um, divisiveness amongst one another. I think this has likely been a problem with mental health awareness still not being where we want it to be even after 73 years of campaigning for it. We still have some people who think mental health is not an issue or problem at at all. Uh, Those who express, you know, grave concerns about it. And I think it becomes like a polarizing issue because we are so far apart when the truth of the matter is we all have mental health, just like we all have physical health. Mental health can be related to our emotions. It can be related to our thinking. It's something we all have and experience. And while it is true, it occurs in varying degrees, I think a great way to recognize awareness about it is how we all deal with it. In everyday parts of life we experience issues related to our mental health and that's okay. It doesn't mean it's a crisis or a challenging situation. It also doesn't mean it's about having this this toughness and this strength. So to me a great way for us to bring mental health awareness into our lives and the lives of others, is looking at how anyone and everyone can bring little doses of mental health into their everyday life. I'm looking at this just like we do certain things for our physical health. I mean, think about some of the things you try to make sure you do every day for your health. You might try to get in those steps, you know, you brush your teeth, you make sure to get a certain amount of water in you, and so on and so forth. We don't look at these as like major steps to take to deal with serious health issues. We also don't look at them as being things that lead to significant improvement. But when we do them, and we do them quite often, it helps to take care of ourselves kind of like day in, day out. And I think we need to do some similar things to bring care into our mental health. And the great thing is it's it's going to benefit anyone to add a little bit of dose to that mental health. You can be someone who identifies as having a mental health disorder. You might be someone who ident- identifies themselves as having um, a lot of mental wealth and toughness. You could be someone currently dealing with some life stressors or you could be someone along the lines of that entire spectrum, but no matter who you are, these are some things that you can do day in, day out to provide a little bit of dose to that mental health. The first thing is doing more of an emotional check-in. It's good to do a check-in with your emotions to see how you are doing. I mean, think about how often we ask people how they're doing and how common the response is pretty generic like i'm good pretty good good is really not an emotion so we want to work on connecting more to those emotions how am i feeling the emotions chart is a popular tool for this one along with the emotions wheel i went and ordered pillowcases that have the emotions wheel on it and I got them in both my offices. I got them at all the clinics that I do work at. And I even gave one to my, my nephews to have at home. It's, it's good to, to connect with how am I doing more with that specific emotion. And not just I'm good, I'm fine, uh, but more particularly like how am I feeling. The second thing to do is getting out of your own head. One of the challenges with mental health is staying inside our own head too much. You know, one of the common popular saying is, um, "You stay in your head and you're dead." And it's what can drive anxiety, and it can it can be what deepens our depression. It's important for us to find ways to get what's in our minds out, or even to get out of our own minds. So things like journaling and vocalizing our thoughts are very helpful. Listening to to podcasts like this and hearing other people sharing information, knowledge, resources, and their stories are really helpful. When you start to find yourself being too much in your own mind, it's important to find ways to get out of it. The third thing is humor and laughter. This is something I've learned more about the importance of really since having Tom Farley on as a guest with the podcast. I'm looking forward to one day trying out, you know, prescribing humor and laughter and treatment. But I think humor and laughter is really imperative for mental health. You know, finding ways to to smile and, and laugh. Even if it's just for a short amount of time. You know, try smiling in the mirror just once a day to yourself. Maybe read a joke once in a while, but change it up. I think some people say, well I watch comedies or I watch, you know, funny shows and I've I've got nothing against that. I don't want to dismiss it, but I think challenging your source of humor and laughter will give greater benefits and rewards. Expand where that laughter comes in. How can you create a way to, to get that, that belly laugh that I think is is really truly therapeutic and beneficial. The fourth thing that we've talked about quite a few times is gratitude. You know, we've all heard of the importance and benefits of gratitude. If not, you can go go back to some of the episodes around Thanksgiving and you can learn more about it or get a a quick reminder. But find ways to practice daily gratitude in your life. What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? What have you been neglecting lately or taking for granted in your life? Your life, you know, what is it that you have that others would see as life changing? When you start to think that you don't have something or you're missing out, it's good to bring it back to what you do have and what you are grateful for. You can do a list, you can just do a quick check in with that. Hey, what's something that I'm grateful for? You could do it in the morning when you wake up, you could do it when you go to bed at night, you can do it when you are um, struggling or having a difficult time. It could be with a certain situation, but any sort of little dose of gratitude is likely going to be helpful to your mental health. And one of the big ones is connection. That's number five, is you got to find ways to connect. Connection is so important in life. We are social beings. You know, they say in the addiction recovery world that the opposite of addiction is connection. So how are you connecting? How are you connecting with yourself? How are you connecting with others? How are you connecting with things that are, that are bigger than you? And even things that are smaller than you. Think about just little connections you can make. And it really helps because when it, when it comes to mental health, one of the things I, I truly believe it highlights the most is that it's just knowing that you are not alone with this and you're not alone in this world and despite all the people we can be around it, it can feel that way so we want to try and make some of those connections to feel closer to someone something even ourselves and it can be hard um, because sometimes mental health can and substance use and, and other things can be what pulls you away from others but there's no matter what's going on there's always ways to connect there's always people to connect to things to connect to uh, and that's there's always multiple sources it's one of the things that I talk with people the most is not relying on one but different ways of connecting so you might feel disconnected over here That means you can look over here to find a different way to connect for the time being. So when you look at it, the five of them again of just daily doses of mental health are one, emotional check-in. Two, out of your own head. Three, humor and laughter. Four, gratitude. And five, connection. So there you have it. You know, five... Doses of mental health you can do on a regular basis to bring some of that care to your emotional and mental well being. You know, start to think of them as part of your daily routine, just like when you wake up and you get your coffee or your tea or your water, and even when you go to bed at night and brush your teeth. You know, think about how these small doses can bring more awareness to mental health, regardless if you have a mental health diagnosis, if you're currently dealing with some stressors or emotional distress, or if you do identify yourself as having a lot of mental wealth or toughness. Either way, this would bring some benefit to all of our lives and really connecting more on mental health together instead of only attempting to do it when they become polarized from one extreme to the other. Continue to bring that attention to mental health each and every day and normalize what we all experience. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and I hope you learned something.